Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for downloading the podcast. Uh, we're about to perform for you for the next 30 minutes. You are going to absolutely love this. You're going to love this one. We've, we know, uh, obviously, we've, we've done the show now, so this is kind of recorded afterwards, but uh, it's almost like, uh, uh, imagine Richie and I work at your local suit store or clothing company, and you've walked by and we've, we've run out in our aprons and said, look, 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 we've got just the outfit for you. This is going to look great on you. Tell you what I'm going to do here. I'm going to point out a random hour of the show because we know what's happened, all yeah, right? Well, yeah, yeah. And I want you to mark it out of ten. Okay. Just uh, so they know what's coming up, all right? First of all, this hour. Ten out of ten. Second of all, this hour. Ten out of ten. And finally, this hour. Six out of ten. Oh. Tailed off a bit. Tailed off a bit. <laughs> It's the show. Decide for yourself. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, every little helps. Hometime on a Tuesday. What a cliffhanger we just left you on. Richie Firth's explanation as to why there are so many daddy long legs and spiders around at the moment. What did you say? It's because they're coming out for sex. They've been waiting for it. Let me explain. They've been waiting for it. Let me explain. This is awful. All these big spiders, all these big daddy long legs that you have... That all of us are seeing around at the moment. The bit where I thought, oh, isn't that lovely? Nature's like coming out and hanging out with each other and stuff. They've been in the house all year. They've been living, uh, you know, behind skirting boards, behind shelving units, all that kind of stuff. Right. Just growing, just eating off of crumbs. Well, like getting ready. Getting ready. But they've realised that suddenly, this is what nature does, that it's autumn, it's starting to get a little bit cooler, it's getting damper. They're thinking... I need to need to do something about this, all right? I need yeah. to... Uh... They've got that burning loins. <laughs> exactly. So, what you are seeing, all these big ones that are out and about, yeah. it's, your, it's your chap spiders coming out and about looking for the ladies. Looking for a bit of nookie. Absolutely, that's what's going on. So that's why they're going across your lounge in a very brazen way, and you're thinking, what's that spider doing there? That changes everything. Genuinely, this bit of information is a game-changer for me, because all these insects and that, that I thought were just being vibrant and brilliant... Well, they just, are, really. Well, they're just cruising. <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's just spiders cruising, <laughs> just slowing down on corners and going... Absolutely. Hey. They're on their way over to a lady, and then suddenly a <sighs> human comes, they're like, hang on, better just stop here on the wall. I'm too scared to double-check this. I'm too scared to double-check it. What do you mean double-check it? Well, to check whether this is for real or it not. It is for real, I promise you. If I'm worried that you've ruined like na- nature and insects for me. I think you've ruined insects. <laughs> I remember, it doesn't even seem that long ago, I remember I was the kind of child that used to let uh, cr- uh, grasshoppers and crickets walk across my palm of my hand. I remember you've shared with us all once before. Didn't you have a... a was it a pet fly or something? A pet, pet ang- maggot. Pet, pet maggot, maggot on family holiday to Galway. Saddest story I've ever, ever heard. If I find out that maggot was just out for nookie, <laughs> that would ruin my childhood memories. Richie's ruined nature and insects for me. Uh, we want to know from you on the show tonight, what has someone ruined for you for whatever reason? Get in touch now. I'm going to do some serious Googling. 8, 12, 15. monthly bill, it's easy to find a phone you'll truly love at Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. What an educational start to the show. <laughs> First of all, I'm going to hold my hand up and uh, uh, admit that I thought, I didn't realise daddy long legs were actually spiders. Yes, they are, yeah. I thought they were just flies with massive <laughs> arms and legs. <laughs> That's so bizarre. But look, I, I've seen so many spiders and daddy long legs around at the moment. It seems to be a thing. Uh, earlier on, Richie told me that it's just the bloke ones out looking for Nookie. That's why they're out at the 
moment. That's why you're seeing so many. Yeah, essentially, he's ruined insects for me, and I want to know from people this afternoon, what has someone ruined for you? Uh, Nate has tweeted, this one's a bit grim, uh, my co-worker ruined milk for me oh, by saying... <laughs> By saying there is an acceptable amount of pus. Oh, my words. In it. Ruined it. Change Cere- jobs, mate. Get away from it. <laughs> Cereal, tea, coffee, everything. That's terrible. That's what Nate says. This is really bad. This is really bad, man. I love milk. <laughs> okay. Nate might be wrong. That could be fake news. It could be fake news, couldn't it? Yeah, Let's... Just, it's just his co-worker. It's just fake news. We don't even know. We can't vouch for the guy. No, we can't. No. Uh, we've got Katie on the line. Katie, what's been ruined for you? It was a bowl of sweet corn my sister was eating when we were very little. Right. And um, she threw up right in front of me. And from that day on, I can't even look at sweet corn. It ruined it for me. What kind of Angela's Ashes style upbringing <laughs> did you have if you're sat there eating a bowl of sweet corn? <laughs> I know she's obsessed with just sweet corn on its own, but I don't think she's eaten it since. Do you know what I find the saddest part of this whole story? There aren't many sides you can get from a KFC. We've discussed this before. Oh, yeah. yeah. But now you've had one of that whole side menu wiped off just because oh, your, no. your sister threw up as a kid. <laughs> Tell her to stay away from barbecue beans. Don't ruin it for the rest of us. <laughs> Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Tuesday's Home Time is Bush and Richie. It's Absolute Radio. Was someone ruined for you? Uh, Richie has ruined nature and insects for me earlier on by uh, telling me all those spiders and daddy long legs you see around at the moment are uh, just the bloke ones out for a bit of nookie. I feel like it's a little bit harsh that you've told me I've ruined it because all ruined I've done it. is actually just educated you. It's, you've ruined it. Absolutely. It's, it's a fine line. I had a wonderful idea of just vibrant nature and it's just spiders out going... Naivety, my friend. Uh, although, a little point of clarification here, Nicholas's actually daddy long legs are a type of crane fly. Okay. But apparently the daddy long leg spider is a different beast. Hashtag you learn something new every day. They're both out for it. They are. They're both, stop it. <laughs> Uh, there's another clarification. As a dairy farmer, I can tell you milk isn't pus. Oh, well, that's good news. That is good news. I feel a little bit relieved by that. Uh, Paul Rodriguez says, what got ruined for me were chocolate hobnobs. Uh, the fact that um, when added to the plain and baked biscuit, is it the top or the bottom? What do you mean? Well, he's, he's obviously, he's basically getting very confused. <laughs> I, I feel, Paul, you're quite fragile here that this has ruined, <laughs> ruined it for you. He makes a very valid point. When yeah. you, so you've got your standard hobnob. Yeah. All right. To make it a chocolate hobnob, obviously, it has to then get dipped into chocolate. Yeah. So the bottom of the chocolate hobnob is actually the bit with the chocolate on. But then when you put How it on... How do you know that, though? It could be either side, could As it? I've just... No. No. As I've just explained. Let me take you back one step again. <laughs> you have a hobnob... Yeah. You dip it in chocolate, uh-huh. you then have a chocolate hobnob. But when it gets displayed on a plate, the chocolate's on top. That is, in fact, the bottom of the biscuit. How do you know which end is which? Because I... I've just explained. <laughs> I've had enough of this. Time with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, find the phone you truly love and lower your monthly bill with club card vouchers. Now worth double. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. question is, uh, is the chocolate actually on the bottom of the biscuit? <laughs> This one here from Monty says, they pour it on top, you muppet. Sorry, Richie, I would normally back you on this, but you've pushed me over the edge. I had to pull over and text this. Caroline says, Richie, you're a chocolate hobnob. The chocolate is more likely poured over the top of the biscuits whilst on the conveyor belt, so it can then dry. See, this is how fake news happens. She just goes, 
is more likely, which suggests, by the use of those two words, doesn't know that for a fact. Okay. I have just <laughs> tweeted out a video from inside of the McVitie's factory showing how a chocolate hobnob has chocolate put on the bottom and then it's flipped. I don't know that that video conclusively proves one way or the other whether that's the top or bottom of the biscuit. Well, then you, sir, are a fool. Oh, right, is that what we've got to? <laughs> I'm is... afraid I've reached the end of my tether on this. Well, you've, had, you've had literally had enough of it. Have a look at the video. I've tweeted it 11 seconds in. Conclusive proof. Should we Smoking t- gun. Should we talk about our experiment? What, just to change the subject, we don't want any trouble first For the hour? sake of unity of this show, yes, I think so. Uh, so, as you all know, yesterday and I, Richie, were talking about the, uh, the question, the life question, as to when you open a box of tablets, are the instructions always wrapped around the plastic tablets um, and ever not. And we decided to put it to scientific test. We're going to open ten boxes live on the show. It's going to be a hell of a day. <laughs> and we're going to work out what the percentage is of uh, instructions wrapped around tablet. Now, obviously, what we did realise very quickly yesterday was to to buy ten packets of uh, uh, of paracetamol, ibuprofen, Very that thin. kind of thing. It's a bit tricky because you only buy two at a time. Yeah. So today I've gone out and bought two. And I've gone and bought two as well. Yeah, so that's four in total now. And that'll be eight tomorrow. tomorrow which means we can do the experiment on, on Thursday. Thursday. Yes. Watch out for Thursday. What have you got? I have got, there you are, uh, Boots Paracetamol. <laughs> Boots ibuprofen. I've bought boots uh, paracetamol and boots ibuprofen. <laughs> exactly the <laughs> same. I bought the same thing. Not great for a proper scientific experiment. However, when you go into uh, a shop <laughs> or a pharmacy and you think, oh, well, let's buy some cool and crazy stuff for the experiment on Thursday, and you see the price. Yes. Just keep it simple with the own brand stuff. This is about 58p. Watch out on Thursday's show. <laughs> Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Uh, on the way into work this afternoon, I needed to mobilise the British Transport Social Police. Let us explain who they are. It's a task force that Bush and I uh, devised here on Home Time. If you're new to us, uh, if we've been in your lives just for a week, uh, we devised this task force because there are things that go on on public transport that uh, the proper British Transport Police, they can't take care of. They haven't got time for that, have they? they, 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 They haven't got time for whether someone's speaking too loudly onto the phone as if they're on The Apprentice. Or somebody's brought in a knife and fork and is eating pasta they've made at home right next to you on their knee. These are all the kind of things that we look after with the British Transport Social Police. We've got a constitution and everything. Uh, You guys obviously are are eyes and ears on the street so if you do see anything out there that you would like uh, us to send an officer down, and we we are uniformed, uh, all you need to do is get in touch with myself or Richie. Now, I don't think we've taken care of the issue that is proximity. That's a very good point. I don't think we've dealt with proximity in the Constitution. Let me explain what happened. I'm on the tube heading into work today. Now, all right, yes, the tube's in London. This could be a bus somewhere else. The proximity issue is still the same. So I get on, and it's an empty carriage. Right. Very, very rare, but it happened. So I chose a seat that was right at the end of the carriage, one seat away from where, actually, is the driver's cab. All right? But it doesn't matter. It's just an empty carriage and I'm the only person on there. And that's exciting because you think it's almost like you're in a movie and you've got your own train cab. Next stop, someone gets on. Where do you think that gentleman chooses to sit? Tell me he didn't. He did. (laughs) Right next door to me. That is weird, man. There's no reason whatsoever. He had at least another 14 seats he could have chosen and he chose to sit right next door to me. So I'm suddenly having to fold my knees in, fold my arms in. And I thought about getting up and moving to another seat, but it just would have looked rude. What kind of pervert sits right next to you (laughs) on an empty train? Starts watching a film and everything. That is a a serious code violation. So we need to have proximity registered as, as some 
some kind of offence. I don't know how we word it, but in our constitution. Richie, people listening at home who might not be 100% clear with exactly the transgression that this guy committed, how are they going to know uh, for certain what he did? Uh, because I have actually drawn, <laughs> as if it's a scene of crimes, officer, <laughs> I've drawn a diagram of what happened. I'm going to tweet it out right now, and then you can queue up for your sympathy. It needs to be seen to be believed. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. This is home time on Absolute Radio. A party in the car on a Tuesday afternoon. It's just gone quarter past five. You may not be in the car, you may be on public transport, and that is why our British Transport Social Police exists. We've got enough stress in our life. We don't need uh, added stress by people behaving badly on public transport. If you've witnessed anything, we'll send a uniformed officer down. You've just got to text us at 12.15 or, or leave it on our Facebook page. So I've had my issues with uh, a gentleman sitting far too close to me when he had so many other seats he could have chosen on the train to so that's going to get written into our constitution. What else have we missed? Uh, there's one guy here, Sean says, uh, Richie, I'm willing to bet that the guy on the train has absolutely no urinal etiquette as well. <laughs> that's probably he's, very, very He's probably point. one of them, isn't he? Uh, Lorna says, things that should be done in the bathroom at home, makeup, shaving, oh. no urge to see that on public transport. That's a very good cover-all ruling. Uh, so, like, is she against like, people, like, because you quite frequently see people doing their makeup on the train. That's out. Lorna's saying that that should be a bathroom activity, not a bus activity. And um, we have to have rules for a reason. Lizzie says, ban sitting in the reserved seat if it's not your reservation. There's a lovely display above your head to tell you if it's free or Very not. Good point. Very, Very good, good point. point. Mo says, putting your carrier bag on the seat next to you. If you can't stand someone sitting next to you on public transport, don't get on them or stand. Now, you see, the, got, an, got a point there. If I'd actually put a, yeah. a, a, yeah, my bag on the seat next door to me, wouldn't have happened earlier. I did the right thing, I had it by my seats, then look what happens. Uh, Sarah says, London to tra- uh, Leeds train last week, a woman was sat two down from me eating fish and chips. Ooh. There's a whole section in our constitution about smelly foods. <laughs> I'm hungry now, though. There you go. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Bin the gym, get chips on the way home. It's a bad influence, this show, and it's nearly half five. The British Transport Social Police have been mobilised today. Uh, we're on to uh, we're on to a new little uh, new little law, I guess, this proximity law that I've discovered today after this gentleman sat next door to me on the tube, despite the fact that I was the only person in the carriage and there were about 14 other completely free seats. That is, honestly, that's really weird and I guess you can't really get up and walk away from him because it looks like you're trying to escalate the situation. It's exactly how it would have looked. I've tried to draw an illustration. It's uh, on Twitter if you want to see what's going on. Uh, Clara says, actually, first of all, your illustration is adorable. That's very kind. Secondly, that is an absolutely unacceptable place for that man to sit. It is. It's unacceptable. It's really, really good to have such instantaneous support from you guys on this. Uh, get in touch tonight, 8, 12, 15. We've got some brilliant British Transport Social Police badges that we might be sending your way. Yes. If you send us in a good thing that could be part of the laws. Fran says, ban people putting their phones on speakers whilst receiving a call. I get the same train home from Fenchurch Street Station every night. There's this new thing now where people talk into the end of their phone like they're on the, the flipping apprentice. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to get uh, different items from Istanbul. <laughs> just put it to your ear, mate. Or just don't talk at all. Leave it half an hour and get home and have a chat face-to-face. Agreed. There's also a new fad where people seem to be putting speakers in their rucksacks. 
I don't know. Have you noticed that? Oh, I have not seen that. <laughs> what, like walking around with their music on? Yes. So it's not overtly obvious to people where the music's coming from. It's actually coming from that rucksack. Oh, my Stop God. Stop that. That's annoying. My neck's going all red and itchy just thinking about it. Uh, Craig, we've both we've had a look at this and we, we don't understand this one. Craig says, short people sitting in the emergency exit seat near the back of the bus in brackets when it's not full. What's that mean? I don't understand the problem with sitting in that seat when it's not full or how tall they are. That's really weird. Any clarification, please get in touch. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. All this week, we are giving you the chance to win up to £1,000 and a new Samsung S10 handset. Thanks to lovely people at Tesco Mobile. Uh, Richie has essentially ripped off Family Fortunes <laughs> and dubbed it Family Phone Tunes. No, that is what's happened. That's not the case. Let's plough on. Uh, Rianne is lucky enough to get through on the line. How are you, Rianne? Nervous. Don't hey. be nervous. Don't worry about is it. Is it really weird where, weather where you are? Richie and I worry that it might be the end of the world. I think it probably will be if I don't win this. <laughs> there you go, that's pressure. Uh, Rianne, here are the rules. Uh, Richie has surveyed 100 people and asked them questions about the love affair they have with their phones. Uh, we'll give you one of those questions. You have to identify the top five answers. For each correct answer, you'll hear this noise and we'll give you uh, f- uh, £200. And if you get the top answer, that is the star prize, you'll hear this noise. Which means you win a brand new mobile handset. But, Rianne, give us an incorrect answer. You'll hear this noise. Uh, once you've got three of those, uh, then it's all over and done with. And you walk away with what you've got at that point, all right? OK. She's Good. up for it. Right, we understand the rules. Let's play Family Phone Tunes. So, Rianne, I have asked the people of Great Britain, who do you contact the most on your phone? So give us the top five answers and take your time. Right, give me an answer and then I'll tell you whether it's in the five or not. Okay, partner. Partner? (laughs) Yes. The number one answer. It's the star prize. Star prize. So well done. Won yourself a brand new handset. Four still to go, Rianne. Um, Well, for me, it's got to be my mum. Your mum, that's down as parents. Correct. This is amazing. You're doing amazingly well. Three to go. Oh, no, I'm getting emotional here. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's well enough. She's only got two, right? I am. Um, children. 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 Do you know what? I'm afraid that is not in the top five. <laughs> to hell with them. <laughs> Still three uh, to find. Best friend. Best friend. Down as friends. Yes. Correct. Well done. Yes. Um, what about your employer? Your employer. Oh, wow, you get on with them better than most. <laughs> it's not in there, I'm afraid. Two answers in the top five still to find. You've got one life left. Best of luck. Uh, hmm. Right, so what have we said? Um, we got partner done, we got parents done, we got friends done. Um, and it's going to be the most people that you contact the most. Yeah. Yeah. Think about your life. I know. I've got a sad one. <laughs> go on. <laughs> Haven't we all? Have a go. Who else have you got in your phone book? I know. What about your brothers and sisters? Yes, yes. siblings. <laughs> Only one more left to find. Why not, not think about? I'm in the group chat them every day. <laughs> one more left. This is a tougher one. One more to go. Oh right. Um. 
Right, what about the doctor? No. Doctor oh. is, I'm afraid, <laughs> not in there. But, hey, Rianne, you have done very, very well. Some basic maths tells me you've won £800 and yes. you've won the handset. Oh, that'll do for me. Thank you very much. Congratulations. <laughs> so what was the one she missed out there, then? Flatmate slash housemate is at number five. Oh, no, I don't have any. I'm not liking. <laughs> <laughs> have a brilliant night. Lovely to speak to you. We are playing Family Phone Tunes, and it's all thanks to Tesco Mobile, who hope you get the phone you love. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Absolute radio. Hometime with Bush and Ritchie, one hometime show, seven playlists. You can listen to it on all the Absolute Radio stations. It's clever technology, almost as clever as this. That's right, it's time for the Tuesday Tombola, a sprayed gold wooden wonder. Within its bowels are hidden 100 table tennis balls with different phoning topic numbers on them. Uh, we're going to spin the little Tombola at random, it's going to spew one out, and that will be the focus of this hour of the show. It's live radio at its most breakneck speed. You might not believe it, but everything else that we do is planned, so we've kind of got an idea of what's going to happen. But we really do not know what we're going to be devoting the final 52 minutes of the show on. A lot of weird stuff in there. Don't forget, the winner of this, the person who comes up with the best story on the subject we're about to find, is going to win themselves a home-time tea towel. I don't know what this is a sign for, but whilst it was spinning, your face fell off. Uh-oh, I hope that's not Providence. Something about to happen. <laughs> Some kind of... Uh... Prediction. Look after your face. Right, the hand is in the hatch of destiny. Having a good old rummage. What's it going to be? Okay. It's ball. <laughs> it's <laughs> full of the your face. So my face your is full on the floor. On the floor this is terrible. What an omen. It's ball 26. Ball number 26. Ball number 26. Stranded. Oh, stories about being stranded. Stranded. If you have a stranded story, we urge you to get in touch with the show. You could win yourself a hometime tea towel. All you've got to do is text us now, 81215, Tuesday Tombola. Stories about being stranded. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Tuesday's Hometime, it's Bush and Ritchie, it's Absolute Radio. Uh, we are into the Tuesday Tombola. You could win yourself a Hometime tea towel. Uh, the question tonight is this. Ball number 26 has come out of our Tombola. 100 balls with random phone-in topics written on them. Ball 26 is stranded stories. Have you got anything? Uh, I was once stranded in my Vauxhall Nova because my clutch cable fell off. I had to be rescued by my dad. It was all in front of my girlfriend. Oh, that's awful, isn't it? <laughs> That's a leveller. I feel like there are going to be more dramatic stories coming, but we really do feel for that poor lad. Danny and Darren say, uh, guys, last year we had a hilarious evening at the Absolute Radio stand-up to cancer gig, but missed our last train home back to Kent, and we were stranded at St Pancras Station overnight. Hopefully we'll be okay this year. Uh, when in Vegas a few years ago, I was stranded due to that Icelandic volcano exploding. Ooh. We actually took off from Vegas and had to turn around over Salt Lake City. Pilot's words were, those of you on the left-hand side of the plane will now see a spectacular sight as we dump all our fuel. That's from Anne. Not a big fan of flying. I think I'll be dumping someone else as well. <laughs> and Chris Willis says, uh, Bradford Way spent too long getting drunk in the pub, missed the last train uh, to London from Leeds, rushed to Doncaster, missed the London train. Four of us ended up in a B&B in Wakefield watching Match of the Day with a crate of carling. If you've missed the last train due to drink, is it technically stranded? I don't know if this is stranded. <laughs> 
Got stranded at Grangeover Sands train station, Lake District, after getting sacked as a lifeguard from a holiday park after chatting stroke drinking all night with the sweetest fit guy ever, and I missed my shift the next day. Mum and Dad on holiday before mobile phones so couldn't call anyone. The sweet guy became the Premiership's finest midfielder. Me, I got home, sneaking on the train in the end, and yes, we're still friends. Well, I never. What about that, folks? A lot of questions and no answers to that one. Absolutely. Not even a name left. Uh, Charlie in Leamington Spa says, My stranded story was six years ago, having spent the night at my girlfriend's flat. Separate beds if her parents are listening. Uh, She went to work an hour before me, locking me in in the process and stranded in a first-floor apartment. I was about to jump from her flatmate's window, it was the least distance to fall, when her landlord let me out. Worked out okay because I'm now feeding our 18-month-old. Oh, that's nice. I do worry... Being trapped in a house must be quite weird. I don't like the sound of it. House arrest. Yeah. Uh, we've got Caroline on the line. Caroline, what happened to you? Um, we uh, run a tour with our school orchestra um, in Switzerland. We've got a double-decker coach. And uh, as we were coming back to the UK, we pulled into like a service station in Luxembourg. And the airbag, suspension airbags blew on the one side of the coach, so it was lopsided. Oh, blimey. Um, we were there for about 18 hours repa- waiting for replacement coaches to come from the UK. Wow. Um, to bring us back home. And uh, eventually we did, a day late. And then I had to wait a further two days for my luggage and instrument to come back. Now, listen, Bush and I love wow. uh, service station stories. What do you do for 18 hours in a Luxembourg service station? Sounds like a Smith song. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was awful. There was, there was probably about 80 children. Um, obviously... Teachers, the, the two, it was actually two school orchestras. We were doing a joint visit, oh. and they wouldn't let us sleep in the service station, so we had to go and sleep in the field um, with our jackets and coats. And obviously this is unbelievable. It's like money. The, yeah. the Western Front. <laughs> Do you know what I would have done if it were me? If you've got two school orchestras there, I would have had a, a, an orchestra off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like dueling yeah. orchestras at each other. Teacher down the middle, everyone going out from side to side. <laughs> Well, it was going to be like one of our last stops before we hit um, Calais to come back. So we spent all our money. We didn't have any money to buy any food. So this is an unbelievable it... stranded story. I- I'm sure <laughs> our amazing home-time listeners are going to be able to... If this is made into a film, I'm sure they can come up with an orchestra-based title for the movie. Yes. Let us know yeah. now, 8, 12, 15. <laughs> what would it be? You could rent it soon on DVD. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. This is a podcast extra featuring Chris... I just got stuck on the A2 for about three hours because the AA man refused to come and collect me because he was allergic to hamsters. You what? So where, where were you going? What, what, what are you in? I was in a little E-Reg Vauxhall Nova. Second Vauxhall Nova stranded story of the night. Interesting. I've got to love my Vauxhall Nova. Somebody stole it after that. It was lovely, bless it. Um, yeah, so I'd just passed my driving test. I'd been down to see my parents for the weekend and was heading back to Brighton. Just me and the hamster, and I'd always been told, oh, if you tell the AA that you're a girl on your own, they'll come and pick you up really quickly. Right. So I said, it's just me and the hamster. And he went, oh, we've got a bit of a problem with that. Uh, I can't come get you, I'm allergic to hamsters. <laughs> he doesn't have to go anywhere near the hamsters, does he? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unless the hamster's being stowed in the bonnet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. 
Absolute Radio. Kerry's got a good one here. 8 to 15 to text. Stranded in Peru. Taxi dropped me off in a tiny village en route to Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu. Couldn't speak a word of Spanish. Used a mixture of pointing and awful Spanish uh, to get back to my homestay. Hey, that's worked abroad for me for donkey's years. <laughs> don't, don't knock it till you tried it. Uh, we did have the story earlier on of Caroline and her school orchestra that were stuck at a service station in Luxembourg when the bus broke down. We're talking about it being maybe made into a film. A couple of good suggestions for what the title would be. Phil says, uh, dude, where's my French horn? It's very good. Uh, Dave says, uh, no, not, not Dave. Who else have we got here? Uh, doesn't know about the film. It sounds like orchestral manoeuvres in the dark to me. I like Thanks. a good one here from Matt. Uh, Trombonewood bound. That's very, that might be the leader so far. <laughs> that might be the leader. Uh, other stories about being stranded. Stranded in Kuwait City whilst en route back from the Middle East after doing a four-month deployment. Stuck there for four days as our plane broke down. But don't feel bad, though, as the crew put me up in the Hilton when I was with them. I put it to you, that's not a stranded story, that's a bonus holiday story. He's just showing off. Uh, Victoria says, I was once stranded in the lion enclosure of a safari park, <gasps> having run out of petrol. My word. Oh, I mean, controversial, but if you even go in the lion enclosure and you've got the red petrol light on, asking for it. Well, yeah, what's your um, view on uh, having the light on? Because I kind of know how lot of, long I've got on the car before it um, I don't runs even out. get to the stage where it comes on. I, fi- I, I, fill up, I fill up as it approaches a quarter of a tank. So your new car that you've got at the moment, you mm. might never know what its petrol light looks like because you never get to it. Not unless I make a horrendous mistake. <laughs> horrendous error of judgement. Yeah. I love, do you know, weirdly, when I was at a safari park once uh, in Longleat, uh, about ten years ago, the car in front of us as you were going through the line enclosure, a lion came out of nowhere, sunk its teeth into the car's tyres. <gasps> Felt like I was in Jurassic Park. Wow. Uh, this text says, Guys, I was once stranded in my own front garden wearing nothing but slippers and a dressing gown after nipping out to put some rubbish in the wheelie bin after a shower. A gust of wind slammed the front door shut, which was one of those <laughs> Yale locks, which locks automatically. As if it couldn't get any worse, my housemate couldn't get home to let me in for another four hours. And the only place I could walk to was my ex-boyfriend's house... I had to sit on his living room all afternoon waiting for someone to come home and let me in. That was one awkward afternoon. <laughs> well, we need to pick a winner for a tea towel. Was it Caroline? Was the lady's name Caroline, the lady with the dueling orchestras? Yes, that was I, her. I, that would get my vote. Caroline wins the tea towel. Congratulations. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Absolute radio. I just want you to review, now that it's all done, Yeah. this hour. Six out of ten. Okay. It's still six out of ten. Really sorry.